Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Sarah Roach-Lewis. Hi, Sarah. Your website is SRL Solutions. You are the author of a new book, Playing Hurt, an Entrepreneurial's Survival Guide. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Josh. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Sarah. So, um, so you have a it's kind of an interesting background, um, and and maybe you could just kind of tell us your story real briefly. Sure. So I actually spent most of my career working in the not-for-profit sector. I worked for a women's organization. And so my expertise was very much around women's experience, supporting women who um, supporting women to find their voice, to make different choices that were probably going to be better for them and their children. So I did that for about eight years and I got pretty burnt out. It's not easy work. And so I decided that I would go and work in the private sector. So I worked for a small startup for a year. And one of the sneaky questions I had was, can I work for someone else after I've been, you know, the, the leader of an organization for a long time? And the answer was no. Um, there are lovely, really good friends of mine still, but I really had that yearning and urge to chart my own path. And so that's that's what I did. Yeah. Um, so your book, um, it, it you know, again, uh, I think deals with this topic of um, playing hurt, right? And so I, I think of that, and there's a couple of books I've read recently. Atomic Habits has been one. Um, it's got an F word in it, so I <laughs> un-F yourself. Uh, and, and they talk about the, the couple of chapters in each of those books, and they talk about what champions do, right? And yeah. and we have, I think, a lot of times this idea that um, success is easy for those who are successful, and that's just not the case. It's difficult for everybody. <laughs> There's no like this illusion of overnight success. It's absolutely an illusion. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, everybody has to go through the trial by fire. And you are absolutely going to have times when if you want to be a world-class cyclist or whatever, you're not, you're gonna, you are not going to feel like cycling that day even though you need to do the training or you're going to have an injury or you're going to be sick or you are just, you know, just had a major personal trauma happen in your life and you still do it anyway. So that's the thing, right? Is that you keep showing up and you do it. You do it when you're sick. You do it when you're hurt. You do it when you're, I mean, obviously we need time for self-care and, and I'm not talking about not doing that, but we do it bored. Um, and that's the big differentiator is, is that, you know, we all have adversities and challenges, uh, but we just do it. All right. That's my take on it. You're the <laughs> expert on this, Sarah, because you've written the book on this. Please yeah. educate so, us. Give us your mini TED talk here. <laughs> sure. So essentially, 
I have a chronic illness called Meniere's disease. It's an imbalance of the fluid in the inner ear. It causes mm. dizzy spells and hearing loss and mostly just general misery when it's episodic and when it's active. And so I've had it for most of my life. And I had a, about 10 years when my kids were little that I think of as really blissful because it wasn't active at all. But about seven or eight years, it came back. And honestly, Josh, I was um, really ashamed of having this illness. I felt that people are going to judge me. I felt that uh, it, I just had some really weird ideas around living with a with an illness or a disability. Uh, when I went out on my own, I was quite sick to the point where I was only really able to get out of bed three days a week. I was driving home from Charlottetown one day and I, I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I It was a bit weird when I think back on it now, but I was driving home and I live in the country and I had a drop spell, which is an, a rare for me, but it's basically a dizzy spell that the world just sort of flips upside down as if you're on a roller coaster. And so I, you know, had presence enough of mind. I drove over to the side of the road. I couldn't quite see very well. So I essentially slowly drove into the ditch and I was okay. My car was okay. Objectively, it wasn't a big deal, but you know, there's that saying the universe whispers and then it roars. That was my roar. And I realized I need to get it together. I can't run a business when I am ashamed of and fighting against this thing that is part of my life. And so I really made that decision almost four years ago to, if I'm going to be sick two or three days a week, then those other days a week, I need to be, I need to do whatever I can to feel my best. And so I started wobbling around the backyard five minutes at a time walking. I changed my eating habits and I really focused in on taking care of myself. And the reality is, as you said, like we are our greatest asset in our businesses. Anybody who's got a small business, we're our greatest asset. And yet we don't always treat ourselves as such. So over the last almost four years, I've doubled my revenues every year. Wow. I've been able to uh, like put myself first. It's it's one step forward, five steps back, three steps forward. You know, it's it's not linear by any stretch, but I've lost 80 pounds as a result of looking after myself and feeling better. And I love to say like, that was it. You know, I kind of figured out my plan and everything's fine. This thing still kind of cuts me out at the knees every now and again. Um, for months at a time. But what I've done over time is with a focus on self-care and a focus on having a good plan, I'm able to continue to grow. I'm able to continue to look after myself and do have those really big goals that I have for myself in my business and live with this thing. Yeah. You know, there are, um, trying to think, isn't there's some celebrities that, that have Meniere's disease. Do you know of, is it, I, it was like not Huey Lewis. Yeah. I was Huey like, Lewis. Huey yeah. Lewis I was trying to Google Lewis. this. I met him one time. Oh, um, did you? 
Yeah, yeah. In a green room. Super, super nice guy. Man, I tried so hard not to fanboy when I was, <laughs> I'm like, I was just sitting in the green room all of a sudden, Huey Lewis, so he was doing a concert in the area Amazing. and uh, we were on TV and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Huey Lewis. Like super, super nice guy. I got a picture. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was, I, I was just Googling this to try and think of any other, like Brian Adams, uh, Ryan Adams, um, mm-hmm. I think Les Paul, Van, Vincent Van Gogh, uh, it's it, not uncommon. So, um, I, I think, you know, obviously you wear the, the glasses, so that helps, right? The, the ro- kind of, I was going to call them rose tinted glasses. Yeah, They're no, not. No, the rose colored glasses are just for fun. I wear a hearing aid. Oh, <laughs> the rose, okay. The rose colored glasses are really just, I used to work for a not-for-profit and I yeah. felt like I just wanted to have all the opportunities in the world to see the best of the world. And it really does work. So they're really just for fun. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. Great. So, um, so talk about your work today, like who you work with and, and how you help. Yeah. So I help ambitious women who want to grow their business. And right now, generally service-based businesses, right now, less than 2% of women-owned businesses hit seven figures, hit more than a million dollars in revenue a year. Equally as interesting is 86% of women-owned businesses, their revenues are less than $100,000 a year. So what we've got are women who are really grinding it out and working really hard Um And, you know, objectively, what is one of the hardest areas of business is when you're in those early stages and you just don't have um, the resources to be able to grow your business. So I work with women focusing on planning. So I believe that good self-care and a good plan is what you need to grow your business. And so I focus on helping uh, helping women fit learn how to do that entrepreneurial planning. Often I work with women who are subject matter experts or service-based businesses. And so they're the experts in their business, but they struggle with how do I, how do I grow my business? What is the on the business activities that I need to do? And I focus on if you want to grow. So we look at what do you need to do? What strategies do you need to have in place in order to grow your business? Yeah. So well, what what are those strategies? Like, how do you determine those? Well, I think the first thing is really knowing your stage of business. So often we are often we are really unclear of what we should be doing based on our stage of business. So if you're in startup, if you've just started in your early stage, what you need to be doing is focusing mostly on sales and marketing. Um, When you get to that place where, you know, you're exhausted by the idea of getting another client, that's a good, that's a good sign that you need to put some systems in place. And, you know, so really looking at what is that stage of business that you're in. And then the the planning piece around that is just, we want to make sure that we have a vision for our business. What, where is it that we want to go? And so often I work with women who are like, I want to hit seven figures in three or four years. Great. We know where we want to go. And then from there, we look at what is your plan for the year? So what are your goals for the year? What are your revenue targets? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then we pull that back to 90 days because 90 days is about all that 
our brains can kind of process into the future. If we start planning further than 90 days, then that's when we, we really become a victim of overwhelm and procrastination. The joy of being a small business owner is that you can be nimble. The joy is that you can shift. You can see the opportunity and go for it. Without having a plan, we don't necessarily know what we're working towards. So often mm -hmm. people feel like, oh, you know, I hear I like uh, a plan is too constricting. Actually, I think a plan is incredibly freeing because it allows us to see what, what our goals were, what we're moving toward, and very quickly whether or not we're accomplishing that and if we need to do like just a slight tweak in order yeah. to hit those goals. Yeah. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because you use the term feminist, and um, I, I think a lot of, I think there's a lot of people who don't really understand what that term means. I consider myself a feminist, but, and, and, and I'd love your definition of that, because again, I think of, you know, especially for those that listened to, to too much talk radio back when, you, yeah, that's not what feminism is. Explain no, what, how you how you see feminism. Well, it's a really good question, Josh. And I worked for a feminist organization for a long time. And the organization that I worked for, I would call a big tent feminist organization. Mm -hmm. And so we were working to the, the mission was to increase the status, improve the status of women on Prince Edward Island, where I live. Mm. So to me, a feminist is someone who believes in equality, who believes that there should be equality among all people and a recognition that there are intersections there. So we we look at that. There, there's also a little bit of a nuance between equality and equity. And so equality is equal. Mm -hmm. Equity is everybody gets what they need in order to be successful. And yeah. so I, we, when we look at, in a business context, I read this thing the other day in the U.S. So I'm in Canada. In Canada, it was 1964 when women were allowed to have their own bank account without <sighs> having the approval of a man. <sighs> In the yeah. U.S., it was 1974. It was oh. a decade later. And so when we are looking at feminism and equality and equity, it is really wanting to blaze that trail. I want to see way more than 2% of women business owners hitting that 7% or that, that seven figures. I also would say I'm not going to be, I would not consider myself successful if every seven-figure business owner looked just like me. Mm -hmm. And there's a recognition that, yeah. you know, depending on, uh, like, if you're Black, if you're Indigenous, there are all kinds of other things that are factors in that. And so we just really want to be thinking about that and making space for all voices, all ideas, and all experiences. Mm -hmm. We're recording this in June as well, where we're, you know, again, con uh, very conscious of of those who want to celebrate love and, and want to love who they want to love. So Absolutely. great timing on this. Sarah, so much we, more we could have talked about. Uh, and, and your website, again, is, um, is srl.solutions. Go ahead, exactly. type that in just like that. It'll come up. And uh, Sarah, when someone goes to your website, what, what should they click on? What should they do? 
Well, I have a great ebook there that you can check out, and it's how to survive a pandemic uh, <laughs> in business and keep your cool at the same time. There's some really great strategies there that focus on business, life, and self. Yeah. All right. Sarah Roach Lewis, your website, srl.solutions. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.